Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message. See you at church. take a moment just to, to spend in his presence, just to listen to him today. Lord, we thank you for that time of worship where we can just, just turn our affections to you, Lord. We can look to you. Lord, it's you that has the answer for our problems, Lord. It's you that has the answer for, for all the world's problems, Lord. And I pray that we just turn aside, Lord, and listen to you, Lord. We look to you for our answers, Lord. Amen. I just want to read from two verses that are sort of the basis of what I want to speak about today. Um, Isaiah 30, verse 21, to start with, and I'm reading from the NLT version. It says, your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. So it's your own ears that will hear him. And he will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. And John 10, 27 Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they know me. He says, his sheep listen to, to his voice. Jesus will know you and we will follow him. Um, I had a lot of trouble hearing God's voice. I feel like as in especially the early years, of being a Christian, um, I kind of expected it to be this big obvious um, thing, like just this voice um, audibly or just something really, really obvious. Um, and it took me a while and then I started eventually to hear just a few people mention how they sort of heard from God. It was that still, small voice and I sort of wondered what that was and what that meant and maybe then maybe I was hearing but still I just doubted that I was hearing from God. I want to read out of 1 Kings 19, starting at verse 11. This is God talking to Elijah. He says, Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And Elijah stood there. The Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? God wasn't in the big 
and obvious demonstrations of power. Came after, he was in the gentle whisper. God's voice most of the time, this is my, for my experience, is a still, small voice in my heart. Or you could call it a gut feeling. Or just a thought. A thought that I sort of know that doesn't have its origin within me, didn't come from me. Sometimes I know it's God because the thought is too good to be me. <laughs> thought it can't have been me. It must have been him. That's one way that I, that I can tell it's God speaking to me. I want to talk about the difference between the spoken word and the written word. Um, in the Greek, in the New Testament, there are two main words that we use um, for the word, word. <laughs> um, it's logos and rhema. They're very similar in most senses. They typically get used to dif- differentiate between the written word and the freshly spoken word. Logos referring to the completed word of God and rhema referring to the spoken word or a specific word brought to life by the Holy Spirit in a moment. In Matthew 24, 35, it says, Heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear. In that verse, the word words is logos. In Matthew 4, 4, But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that word there is rhema. It's not just the the word of God as a whole that we live on, but the living word illuminated by the Spirit. I really like the way uh, the Passion Translation says it. It says, he answered, The scriptures say bread alone will not satisfy, but true life is found in every word which constantly goes forth from God's mouth. I like that, how it says that every word that constantly goes forth from God's mouth. It's that fresh, that that fresh, like illuminated word that comes from God, whether it's from while you're reading the Bible, which I, I think is the Logos. You can speak out of that, that rhema word, that fresh word, the Holy Spirit speaking to you in a moment. What you need, it's that daily bread. It's what, what we need every day on that day. We didn't need it the week before, but we might need that word, that moment. Um, how do we know that what we hear is from God? especially when it's not like directly from the Bible. We're getting something, maybe someone's giving us a prophecy or a word of encouragement or it's a thought that comes to us. How do we know uh, that it's from God? And I want, to think of, I want us to think of it like this. Um, if I could have the picture of the scale up. This is a balance scale, an old, old way of measuring. The traditional balance scale consists of two plates or bowls suspended at equal distance from each other. One plate holds an object of unknown mass or weight, while the known masses are added to the other plate until static equilibrium is achieved and the plates level off, which happens when the masses on the two plates are equal. So I want us to think of it like balance on scales isn't just equal parts of something on either side. 
they would have something that was measured and known, sort of agreed upon on one side, and then they would measure whatever they're trying to measure on the other side. Um, I know in Australia we do we have regulators that go and check supermarket um, scales to make sure they're perfectly accurate and that we're not that they're not ripping anyone off and that you're sort of getting what you're expecting to get. And I think it's the same for testing the word of God. We have with us here that perfect measurement on that one side. And whatever we sort of hear, whatever we have to measure, we measure against this. This is the perfect thing to measure against. This is the perfect example. And if it lines up and agrees with that, then you know it's of God. I want to talk about an example of this, with Paul and Silas being led by the Spirit. In Acts 1, 6 through 8, it says, So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, The Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And it's that part, to the ends of the earth, that I want to point out. This is the general sort of command of God of what to do. And then if we look in Acts 16, from verse 6, it says, Next, Paul and Silas travelled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia, because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mycenae, they headed north for the province of Bithynia, but again the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead they went through Mycenae to the seaport of Troas. That night Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there, pleading with him, come over to Macedonia to help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Paul and Silas felt the Holy Spirit was preventing them from going into the province of Asia. So I think although they had the general command to go into all the world, they felt that the Holy Spirit was just guiding them and saying not to go into Asia at this moment. And then they had the, <clears throat> the vision to go into Macedonia. This is why I think it's really important that we develop that close relationship with God, spending time in his presence, and like we did this morning, just getting into worship. And it's in worship and in times of prayer, and, and that's, I think, where I get lots of ideas and I hear from God. And it's, yeah, it's not been until recent years I've sort of realised that was the way God was speaking. And, and someone gave me the confidence just to trust that, that that is God and to write those things down and to test those ideas. Uh, we get sort of build that relationship from reading his word as well. We have general commands and things to do, but it's important to be led by the Spirit daily and to be open to his leading. In First Thessalonians, Paul says to pray without ceasing. 
And we can do this because prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. We pray our part and then we're listening and sort of waiting to receive from him. It isn't a religious act. Prayer is about relationship. It's about connecting with him, hearing from him and just being open. We can spend all of our day being open to to hear and receive from the Holy Spirit. Psalm 119.105 says, your, lamp, your, sorry, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. The word both Logos and Rhema are a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You might be asking a question or I've asked the question certainly in the past of why can't I hear God? I've had moments where I couldn't hear God. And sometimes it's sin in your life. I think you can't expect to hear from God if you've got sin in your life. Sin is a barrier to hearing from God. And if the Holy Spirit is sort of revealing that to you, revealing something that you need to deal with, you need to repent, which means to change your mind. Sometimes God has already spoken something to you. He just wants you to do that. He's not going to speak again until you've been faithful, you've been honest, and you've done what he's told you to do. Sometimes it's to develop character and maturity. I find that as we start out as baby Christians, we seem to just have God speak to us at a moment's notice, whenever we want it, just being spoon-fed like a baby. As we grow, he wants us to mature. He wants us to want him to want to hear from him and to come for him, to him for food. You don't get spoon fed as an adult. I, mean, I certainly don't. <clears throat> I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> you know, I want, to, I want to go get my food. And I think it shows, it shows our heart, it shows that we care, I mean, that we want him. We want to get something from him. And I think that's sometimes why we don't hear his voice straight away or so easily. So as we draw near to God, he draws near to us. In Revelation, it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Testimony is a record of things done. It shows us what God has done and what he will do again, what he can do again. Testimony speaks to us. If you hear a testimony, it's something that you can, you can take or you can believe or it builds your faith that God can do it again. The record of what Jesus has done is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy isn't as much telling the future, but it's God showing what his will is in a situation. Testimony reminds us of what God has done And in it has the power for it to be done again. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The rhema word of God is a prophecy as well. It's a fresh word from God in a situation. I just want to talk about some prophecies that we had. If anyone remembers, um, Bob and Anita Wing who came, prophets, 2014 and 2015. I, for some reason, recorded them on my phone. 
um, which I cannot recommend enough. Record the prophecies you get on the phone, no matter who they're from as well. Not just the big prophets with, with the name, but honour honor that as well as honouring just your pastor giving you a word. A friend, record it. Pray about it. If God's speaking to you, write it down or record it on your phone because it has been one of my greatest encouragements, what, what they shared with me. They started off the prophecy with exactly the same words to me both times. And it just, it just reassures me that I knew that it was God speaking to me. He, he said something to me that means something for me both times, a year apart. They kind of known that. And then they've gone on to tell me things that didn't mean anything then. And I just prayed about it and go, sure. But I got what I needed then from those prophecies. And I'm still getting stuff from it now. God is still speaking to me through them because I kept them, because I cherished them and sort of honoured that word from God. It's important to record and to write down what God is speaking to you. I also wanted to share, I remember a time that um, I just had this really um, hard problem. It's hard to explain because I don't want to go into details, but I had a problem with just the way I was thinking about something. And I was praying and I said, God, I just need you to show me what to go here because I had no idea what way he thought about it, to be honest. I wanted to know how he felt about this. I, I was sort of 50-50 either way. I could see he, he could have easily thought one way or another. And I said, God, I really need something from you. And I remember he just said the word burning bush to me. I'm like, no, that can't be from God. That makes no sense. But I'm like, no, I know what I should do. I should go to that verse, read it and check and see, is there something there? Maybe I am hearing from God. And I sort of obeyed that and did that. And it really, really like spoke to me. It really got me. And, and explained everything that I need to, needed to get. And although I didn't see it at first, I was sort of obeyed and went to it, and it just fixed that problem. And still to this day, when I think about that, it's to do with serving in the church and sort of how we um, go about things and how we sort of invest money. Um, I wasn't going to explain it, but I may as well. Um, I was having an issue with, like... How much money should we spend on the production stuff? Should we be putting money into lights, sound equipment, all this kind of thing? I could see reasons to do it and I could see reasons not to do it. And so God said to me, I spoke through that story of the burning bush. He says, I want to, to use audio and visual things like I spoke to Moses, like I got his attention with something that was visual and then he spoke through it. I want to use that to speak into other people's lives, to start them on the similar kind of journey. Um, it was just really what I needed to sort of set myself straight in that thinking. Um, so Isaiah thirty twenty one again. Your your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, "This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left." God wants to be close with us and be able to talk with us. 
He can guide us in our lives if we tune into him. And there are many different ways that God can speak to us. I only wanted to talk about a little bit today and just sort of how God can speak to us, but there's many ways I believe that he speaks to us. It's just about having that ear to hear and being that openness to, to be led by the Spirit. I just want to pray for you and then I'm going to close. Lord, I pray that you would just give us the confidence that we can, we can hear from you, Lord, that we do hear from you. Lord, I feel it's so important to our, to our life and our spiritual walk to, to be, be close with you and to have answers to prayer and to hear what your spirit is saying to us, Lord, in a moment. Lord, I know we all go through times where we need to hear from you. Lord, I just pray for that confidence in this place and your people, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10 a.m. 